0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Allen Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth a Light Radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Tuesday, February twenty eighth, and today happens to be the birthday of Sister Sarah Rhodes. We want to wish Miss Sarah a happy birthday and trust that she is blessed of the Lord all day long. And you as well, as a matter of fact. But I hope you're having a good day and enjoying the blessings of the Lord. My beautiful day, beautiful day here at the end of February. And we're getting ready to turn the calendar into March as we pick that up on tomorrow. Well, we've got a lot to pray about. Our nation certainly needs prayer. Our church needs prayer. Our family needs prayer. I've got a son and his wife that are having difficulties and actually separated and going to court and all that kind of stuff. And it's just grieving to me. They've got four small children. And I want you to pray for them. Pray that God would work on their behalf, on all of them, all six of them. And so pray for them, if you will, that the Lord would meet those needs and help there. And then we've got family members that are uh, in need of other things. We've got church members that are in need of other things that are sick and afflicted and problems that are involved in that. Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall have been under the weather now ever since they came back from Indiana. And so I want to pray for them that the Lord would touch them and help them. Also... We've had some deaths in the church. Miss Louise lost a sister last week. Brother Shelby lost a sister as well. And Brother Matt lost an uncle. And so we've had family members in the church that are grieving, want to pray for them, that God would touch them and help them. Then we've had wonderful things. Folks get saved by the grace of God. Two young men get saved. A young lady announced that she'd gotten saved in a previous time, and we rejoice in those things. They need our prayers. Let's pray for each other. We had a young man announce his call to preach. We need to pray that God would use him in a mighty way. Let me just say something about the message today. We are beginning a sermon today that will carry us through the rest of this week. It is a four day sermon as we completed a two day sermon yesterday that we began on Friday of last week. So today we're beginning a new sermon and this is one that I preached towards the end of the year last year and I'm doing an inventory. We're just looking back, and I'm asking this question. How are we doing? And we'll get pretty pointed in this sermon as I was preaching it primarily to our people, but I felt like that we ought to air it on the radio, and hopefully somebody else might get some help. Every now and then, it is wise to take an inventory. Every now and then, it it is wise to gauge just how are we doing. And so we're going to be looking at that on the program today. But first, here's a song that I found that was recorded at the Mid-Kansas Camp Meeting in Smoky Valley back in 2013. Smoky Valley Baptist Church located at Linsburg, Kansas. And 2013, my mother and I sang this song that I trust will be a blessing to you. And the song's entitled, It Steal the Blood. I trust it will be a blessing. Then the message from the Word of God. All right. as we look back into the scripture, we're going today to the book of Acts, chapter number 15, one verse, Acts chapter 15, and verse number 36, and I'm going to be preaching a four-part sermon entitled, How Are We Doing? This sermon was actually preached a little over a year ago, the ending of 2021, as we were nearing the end of the year. And I was doing an inventory, talking about looking back over our year, looking back over our life, and just see how are we doing. And so that's the title of the message, and we'll be dealing with that on today's broadcast. Actually, today we're just going to start with the introduction as we do part one of a four-part sermon. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Acts chapter number 15 is where we're going to be reading from tonight. Acts chapter number 15. Sunday mornings we've been looking at Romans. We've been Sunday nights looking in Proverbs. But on Wednesday night I just try to ask the Lord to lead me in a direction that'll be helpful. And I've been preaching somewhat, I think, encouraging messages, faith, hopefully faith building messages on Wednesday night to, to our folks. And we've been airing them live. Last week, of course, we aired the, the camp and then now we're not airing it. But, uh, I'm glad God's allowed many of you to be back and I'm glad He's allowed us to be here tonight, even though our number is still down and a lot of stuff going on. I mean, there's, there's just so much activity. That's, the, that's the part brother choked somebody in the prayer room. I was asking God to help me. Acts chapter 15. I haven't said that. I want to try to preach this. This is not necessarily an encouraging message to us tonight. Uh it I'm gonna I'm gonna preach what I'll call a year end inventory message tonight is my thought. So look with me, Acts chapter 15, one verse, verse number 36. Acts chapter 15, verse number 36, and I'll give you the message. I've got seven points. I'll try to give you those tonight. Try not to be too long. All right. Verse number thirty six, and some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas. Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. You can underline that, see how they do. I want to preach tonight on this thought. How are we doing? So the, the text I've chosen to deal with tonight deals with the exploits of Paul and Barnabas. You know they have already made one missionary trip. Getting ready to make a second. This is where Paul and Barnabas go their separate ways. Barnabas invites John Mark. Again, Paul don't want John Mark to go because he's proved to be a quitter. And Paul doesn't have... It doesn't look like Paul has mercy on John Mark. Later we find out John Mark proves out to be good and and Paul does uh, receive him. So, by the way, that's a good illustration of you and I. Sometimes we might get a little bit... What's the word I'm looking for? We might get a little bit impatient with others, whereas down the road we might have a little bit more patience and we might realize that we, should, we just called a little bit too quickly back then. So Paul and Barnabas go their separate ways and Paul picks up Silas. In a matter of fact, verses right before that talks about Silas coming in there and being involved in that. All right, And so we get here though, Paul says to Barnabas, and, and listen, it doesn't say God said to Paul to say. doesn't say God moved on Paul. Paul just said to Barnabas, let's make a second round. Let's go back over the area. Let's re- revisit, review the churches where we've been. And, of course, Paul had a pastor's heart. They were church planners, But it does look like Paul had a pastor's heart. And so he's interested in making a return visit that they might revisit their converts in every city wherein they administered previously, and that they might go to the churches and see how they do. Now, they were planning to visit these churches and take an inventory to see how much, if any, progress had been made in their spiritual life and their walk with Christ. Uh, now, here we are headed to, towards the end of the year. I thought, you know, it would be a good thing for us to do. Look back over our life. I mean, as a church, is our church progressing or digressing? And as individuals, are we progressing or are we digressing? Now, of course these church planners would be interested in knowing if the members of their churches were continuing steadfast in the faith. You know, they've got started up, they want to see if the people are staying faithful. Uh, if they're standing steadfast in the faith, if they're actually growing in grace, if they were moving forward, or if they're standing still, or if they're sliding backwards. And so they were interested in that. And the progress of those individual churches would rely on the progress of the individual members. Amen. And by the way, that's the same here. That's the same in every church. The progress of the church... Really, individual churches rely on the progress of the individual members. So Paul was concerned about how they were doing. And again, that's my concern. We, I'll say a couple of things by way of introduction, get my, my seven points that I've thought about. And they go progressively. You can see it is simple. It's not a, it's, this message is not any kind of rocket science message. By way of introduction, I say we live in a day and time, a time and age. Maybe that's way of, wait a bit. A better way of saying it. that We live in a day and age in which there is some amazing, peculiar chances of spiritual success today more than I think there ever has been. And I could give you a lot of thoughts about that, but I'll say it this way. Since the world began, there's never been more churches than there are today. Since the world began, there's never been more written scriptures than there are today. Since the world began, I doubt that there's ever been as many preachers as there are today. Buildings dotting our land that supposedly stand for the furtherance of the gospel. Buildings that sole purpose is the distribution of the word of God, proclaiming the will of God, and explaining the grace of God across our land. There, I'm talking about potential of spiritual growth. There are radio stations whose entire programming is towards the gospel, towards spiritual things. There are television shows directed towards spiritual things. The internet is replete with whether it's blogs or vlogs or, or, or video clips or or speeches and statements and and uh uh programs designed towards the gospel and religious things. There's more religious concerts, there's more religious whatever you want to name. It seems like we've got more now than we've ever had. But how are we doing? Now I'm not asking us to look at how the church down the road's doing. I'm not asking us to look how our neighbors doing. I'm asking us to look how we're doing. Well, we live in a day and age not only of peculiar spiritual opportunities, I'll say ability to go forward, we're also living in a particularly spiritually dangerous time. Because many of those buildings that whole purpose is to preach the gospel are not preaching the gospel. They're preaching a false gospel. Many, if not all, I'll say at least most, Of the TV programs towards religious things are false. Many of them are just frauds altogether making money and making merchandise of the things of God. A lot of the radio programming, nothing more than rock music, trying to pass off as Christian music. Or country music, trying to pass off as gospel music. Amen. Uh, Many of the members in those churches are unconverted. Many of the men in the pulpit themselves are unconverted men. So I'll say even though we've got all these abilities to progress and all this opportunity to progress, how are we doing? We just have to ask the question, how are we doing? Many people... Consider themselves to be religious people just because they give lip service to God. That, that's all they give, by the way. You'd be amazed how many people... I, I, I know I've said something about this before, but I don't, I don't think it was last year. I think it was year before last. During the fall, like it is right now, I came out here one day, one Saturday night, the lake was blowing off leaves. And I try to blow the parking lot off every Saturday night. And have a, because if you, if you do it earlier, it just fills back up in this time. You see how it is now. It, it does that. It'll get, it'll get all over the sidewalk. And so I'll come and, and I usually do it. A lot of times it's midnight when I'm out here blowing leaves off, trying to wake people up, let them know church is tomorrow. And, uh, no, I had to wait till I get done my study and then I come. Sometimes it's earlier than that. But anyway, I, I was out here blowing leaves one night. And I saw blue lights. I mean, look like I had my back turned. I was going this way. Look like blue lights everywhere. So I turn, and there's a police officer got a man pulled out out here at these uh where these storage units are. And I just keep sort of watching. And he's got this fellow. The fellow's out of his pickup, and he's doing this number, you know, with him. And he's having him walk the line. And a little bit, I'm over here blowing him. My back's turned to him, and. And I notice, I see a light go by me, and there's a fellow coming, and that police officer comes up to me, and he says, Sir, um, do you know do you know who's uh, uh, in charge of this property? And I said, Well, uh, I guess I am. I said, I'm the pastor. He said, Do you think it'd be all right if we leave this man's truck here? He said, He's made a mistake, and I'm having to take him in for drunk driving. And he said, I'm going to ask if we can leave his truck out here. And I said, Sure. And some of you may remember, it was there on Sunday morning. He was in a jail on Sunday morning. He wasn't in church. He was in a jail on Sunday morning. He had a bumper sticker that said, Jesus saves on his truck. Now, I'm not blasting him, but I'm saying you'd be surprised how many people are wearing Jesus shirts and cussing. You, amen. You'd be surprised how many people go to church on a regular basis and don't think anything about cheating their neighbor or cheating other people, doing ungodly things. Cheating on her wife, cheating on her husband. Amen. You'd be surprised. A lot of lip service. I, this introduction is getting longer. I ain't got my seven points yet. But I'm just saying, a lot of people they think they're being religious just because they name the name of God. In fact, a man told me the other day he's talking about advertising. I talked, shared this with Brother Steve. He's talking about our station and advertising, how we need to do that. And he he was saying, this guy, he's working at a secular station. But and he's a Another, he's a religious man, says he's saved. He's a different, different denomination. And, but this is what he said. He said, you could do a search of people on Facebook. You could do a search of the last six months, anybody in this area that has mentioned God. And he said, I'll guarantee you those are saved people. And I thought, are you kidding me? <laughs> I just said, well... And his point was we need to reach to them. Well, we're need we trying to get the gospel to everybody, whether they mention the name God or not. But I'm just simply saying there's a lot of people give lip service. That's all they got. When and if they go to church, they're not really going for God. They're going for their self. They're going for the excitement. Yep. They're looking for the pleasure that they get out of it rather than looking at church as something to participate in. By the way, that's one reason why Facebook church Why, online services are appealing to a lot of people because they're not participating in any way. They're just spectating. Amen. I'm going to tell you, listen, church is not supposed to be a spectator sport. Amen. We're all to be involved in this. Amen. Amen. When the congregation is singing, you'd be amazed how many people in the congregation are not singing. I ain't fussing too much. I told you I was a little bit frustrated. But it's right. You'd be surprised at what people are doing when they're supposed to be paying attention to what's going on in the house of God. It's just the truth. Well, a lot of people, (laughs) they they go to church and they're not looking for the deep spiritual things, the doctrines of that Bible. They're looking for something new and exciting and tickling to the ears. They're looking for something to make them feel better about what they're doing. Something to be more motivated in their living. Amen. Oh, it's amazing to me how many people want to be motivated. My dad had a way of motivating us boys with his boot up against our backside. That motivates you. Amen. I I remember what that belt sounded like coming out of them steps. Amen. I remember what that sounded like. I remember what it did to me. Amen. It shivers up my spine. Amen. And worse than that when it's all over. Anyway, I've got to get over that. So I just, here's my thing. I'm just simply saying, how are we doing? How are we doing? So with these (laughs) biting yet brief statements that I've just made, let me let me give you these seven questions. I'm going to ask seven questions that we need to answer about how are we doing. Number one, this is my point. Number one, do we ever think about our soul at all. You'd be surprised how many people never think about their soul. They never think about eternity. doesn't enter into their mind. They live day in, day out, without ever considering their soul. Amen. They never give the subject of religion a place of thought in their mind. Their year from beginning to end is consumed in the pursuit of one kind or another, something for them, something that brings them pleasure, something that brings them better business, something that works in their politics or something that works in their money situation or something that makes them feel better about what they're doing. Some self-indulgence of one kind or another, their whole year is swallowed up in that. Now come down time to the end, they're going to make New Year's resolutions and they're going to say, I'm going to do better next year. But they don't. They don't even let it enter into their mind. Death and judgment, eternity, heaven and hell don't even enter into their mind at all. They never look into it at any depth. Most people, matter of fact, live as if they're never going to die. They live as if they're never going to be called before the judgment seat of God. God. To give an account of what they've done in their body, whether it be good or bad. They never evaluate where they're going to spend eternity. They just don't think about it. And they don't appreciate it if you try to get them to think about it. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to. We're, we're living in a world, and I think we're getting quicker and quicker and quicker. We're getting to a point that there's going to be some people, now listen, I think this is a prophecy I believe will come true. I'd rather it didn't, but I believe it will. We're already at a place where it's this way minutely, but it's going to get more and more. With with some of the COVID shutdowns, with some of the things we've got going on right now, there will be some people that would rather and will attempt to live in a virtual world rather than live in the real world. I don't just mean spend time. there. Well, you'd be surprised how many people spend time, I mean hours, in a virtual world. A world that they can make or they can bend to their own whim yeah but we're we're getting to a place where they're wanting to do that all day long, day in, day out, all year long maybe and I believe we're getting to, to that point people are getting there, and they'll never think about their soul, never think about eternity, never think about heaven or hell, and that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there, but Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.